Hello, everyone. Welcome to All Things College and Career, the podcast to turn to for all of your college and career planning needs. We are your hosts, Meg Gary and Bobby Ryan, owners of Academic and Career Advising Services located in Kennebunk, Maine. We started this podcast to provide helpful information to listeners researching careers, colleges, or academic majors. Choosing your career or college is such a big decision, which is why our motto is learn before you leap. Before investing a lot of time or money, it's so important to do your research and to really explore your options. Each podcast will offer interesting stories and valuable insights that we think you will find entertaining and informative. Subscribe to our podcast and you'll have it ready to go on your playlist every Monday morning. So learn before you leap each week with us. We're so thrilled and pleased today to share that we have Wayne Breitbart on the podcast. He is the CEO of Power Formula, and he is an experienced businessman, speaker, and author, and internationally recognized industry leader in LinkedIn training, marketing, and consulting. Wayne has shared his expertise with more than 100,000 business professionals through private business consulting, dynamic presentations to worldwide audiences, and his critically acclaimed book, The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. Now it's in its fourth edition. He has been featured in Forbes, Inc., Wired, and American Express Open Forum, and has been seen on NBC and Fox Business. So Wayne works with companies to develop a comprehensive strategy for using LinkedIn to increase sales, raise brand awareness, recruit employees, and reduce recruiting fees, and discover new markets for products and services. And also, if you're a job seeker, he has amazing tips for you. If that's not enough, Wayne is also a CPA. He's received an accounting degree from the University of Wisconsin, Whitewater, and an MBA from Marquette University and has received recognition for his public service in the Milwaukee community, where he resides with his wife of 35 years. So any of our listeners that want to learn anything about LinkedIn, this is the podcast for you. We have an expert on the show today. Yeah, he definitely is the expert. And everybody should tune in if you want to learn how to improve your LinkedIn profile and increase your visibility to prospective employers or business partners. And if you're a senior in high school or a college student, there are some specific tips in here for you. Don't think it's too early to start your LinkedIn profile. Absolutely. So let's get started with our conversation with Wayne. Let's do it. Hello, Wayne Breitbart. Welcome to All Things College and Career. Thank you so much for doing the podcast today. It's great to be on with you, ladies. I'm really looking forward to our time together. I'm liking this energy. Good morning, Wayne. We are excited (laughs) to have you on this podcast. And where are we talking to you from today? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All right. (laughs) Wow, that's our first guest from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It is. And Milwaukee being right on Lake Michigan. So that's beautiful, right? It is beautiful. And, and And we get about one month of summer and we're just about over with it. <laughs> but I know yeah. I think you guys are from Maine, so you might appreciate that. Uh, we do appreciate that, but it's a little bit longer, but we're, we're right there with you. On. That's for sure. That's we can right. totally relate. So Wayne, we want to spend our time with you talking about your book, The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success, which is in its fourth edition now. And we are eager for our listeners to hear all about the power of this tool. But since our listeners also are interested in learning about people's careers, we want to start by asking you three things 
you love about being an industry leader in LinkedIn training, marketing, and consulting. Wow. You want to spend the whole hour on that, don't you? Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try to be succinct. That's a, that's an open door for me. Yeah, uh, so, I bet. So, so here I am sitting at 62 years old and mm-hmm. at 50 I discovered LinkedIn, but not because I wanted to do LinkedIn, but because a friend of mine pushed me into it because my business was struggling in the recession. And the three things that I think about now is I've been doing this now full time. So for 12 years, I've been helping people at LinkedIn. The first six years, I still owned the business and sort of did it as a side gig. And the last six years, I've been doing this full time. And I think the three things that I like about the best is that as you get to this point of your career, you sure hope that you'll be able to do something that really helps a lot of people. And I'm doing that. I got to tell you. I mean, this week I had three different speaking engagements, probably spoke to over 300 people. Now we're going to be, and this is the second online event I've had. And so I'm going to reach a lot of people this week. And I just think every day, and I just thank God every day for the opportunity to just help people. So I think that's the first thing. I know that I'm making a difference in people's lives and helping them get over some kind of a hurdle or problem that I'm pretty sure LinkedIn could help them with, whether that's a job or whether that's selling more, growing a business, even growing a nonprofit. Yesterday, I spent time with a friend of mine that runs a nonprofit and we talked about using it for recruiting, but also finding board members. And just so, right. so that's the first thing, you know, just that satisfaction to know that you're helping people. The second thing I love is the flexibility. You know, my wife and I, we have three daughters and two of them live in Milwaukee and we have one daughter who lives out in Salem, Massachusetts. And that's where our two granddaughters are. Uh-huh. So four and two years old. And of course we love being with them. And yes. uh, we just got back from a week in Maine. So you'll appreciate that out on a, a lake just outside of Portland. And so the, having the flexibility... Was that Sebago Lake by any chance? So we were in one of the ponds close uh, to Sebago. Sebago. Okay, oh my yeah. And this is a pond where my son-in-law's family has a cottage and it was just the best ever. But the reason mm. I bring that up is just to have this flexibility, right? Right. To be able to do things virtual, to be able to go out there on a vacation and pop in and do a consultation in an hour and break away from the beach for an hour, you know? That's yeah, beautiful, that you know? And, and so I say that's number two is just to have this flexibility in your life so, so that you can be with family, be with friends, do the things you love to do, but still work darn hard, right? But work right. darn hard at your own pace. And I think the third thing is is to be involved in LinkedIn, which is, I want to call it a sort of a happening thing. You know, it's it's, a, it's an exciting space. It's a confusing space. It's a going forward space. As opposed to my career, I'm a CPA. Mm-hmm. And so I've done a lot of tax returns and a lot of financial statements. <laughs> yeah. and not that I didn't, I did great with that. And I still sort of like that part of my expertise. But to be involved in a tool like LinkedIn, that even after 17 years, people see it as sort of a cutting edge strategy tool because most people still haven't engaged. I think that makes me young. I mean, it yeah. makes me really feel younger. Right. Yeah, it does. Definitely. So, so I think those are the three things. So is that how old LinkedIn is? 17 years? It is. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I I know. Time flies when we're having a good time, huh? (laughs) Exactly. I'm trying to think how long I've been on LinkedIn. It's been a while now. Maybe my guess maybe is it, it's sort years? of like, yeah, that's ten years. Yeah, is about the number, you know. And you now mm-hmm. you can go into your settings and it's got a date on the, your settings page. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, Where yeah. do I find that out? Yeah. <laughs> but most of us did join in that range of eight to twelve years ago, kind of, depending on what part mm-hmm. of the country you got on it. But the first right. five years, it was sort of a local thing out in California when they were trying to figure out what it was, other than just a job uh, seeker tool, you know. Right. 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 
right. Well, listen, we have so much to cover, so I want to get right into it. But what should we know about LinkedIn? Why is it so great? So that's a big question. It's a really good one because I think now as we sit here, most of us on, let's call it 10 years, there's a different approach to it because 10 years ago when I started teaching, I had to convince people and even myself that this could be around a while and that mm-hmm. it could be useful. So there was always a selling component to what I do. Now we're sitting here 10 years later and most people have profiles. It yeah. uh, doesn't, doesn't mean they know what to do with them, but they, they at least have a presence. And this presence is the power of LinkedIn. And here's what I mean by that. The way it's different than all the other social media sites is it's this database of 650 million people currently that we can use certain keywords and school names and locations to find the people we need. And that is it. To me, all the other social things like posting and all that that feel like Facebook, that's fine. That's extracurricular activity on LinkedIn. The main thing and why it's such a big deal is this database We've never had anything like this before in our careers mm-hmm. where we could dig yeah. in, find people, see if our friends know them, see what schools they went to. I mean, that is just so powerful. And that's why when I start working with people that have been on a while and just haven't figured out how to tap this thing yet, I'll start with who do you want more of you in your life? Tell yeah. me about, you know, if I could fill this room with folks that you go, man, if you could fill a room with people like this way and that'd be the best. Okay, let's uh-huh. talk about that. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. What are their titles? Where do mm-hmm. they live? What companies do they represent? And so I think that's the big thing. The big thing on LinkedIn is we have this database. It's typically free for most people. And chances are, because it's taken this long to get to 650 million people, there will not be able to have another database that can be this big because it will just take too long for somebody right. else to start a new company, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so we got to embrace this one with all its little quirks and idiosyncrasies because there are some and re- <laughs> realize this is the one we probably got. We're blessed to have it. 20 years ago, if somebody would have said, I got a tool for you here, it's going to be a database of business professionals all over the world. And within 10 years, it'll be 650 million. And you'll be able to see who your friends know and all that stuff. We would have said, where do I sign up and how much do I pay? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't believe it. We could be free. Yeah. That's true. So how did you get into LinkedIn yourself? So as I mentioned earlier, the deal was I owned an office furniture dealership. We sold commercial office furniture here in Milwaukee. And it was a lifelong dream to own a business. And I bought this business with my partner. We were 50-50 partners. In 2002, we bought it. It's a national brand, Hayworth. We bought the company right from Hayworth because they were looking for a a replacement of a dealer here in Milwaukee. And so Mm -hmm. the dream comes true and we hit recession in 2002. Yeah. Perfect timing, right? Perfect timing, right? (laughs) We take too much and we hit a recession. We dug out of that recession. Five years later, another recession. Uh, And it was in that second recession that I was not on any social media. I'm 50, right? And I'm thinking, no, no, I don't need this stuff. It's silly. I see what my daughter's doing. Facebook. Right. That's silly. right. I don't want everybody knowing my right. business. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. Who wouldn't put a profile out there so people could bother you? That makes no sense. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, right. But I, thank goodness I had a really good friend who would hit me up after church every Sunday and he'd say, Wayne, why aren't you on LinkedIn, man? You keep complaining about how bad business is and you're not on it. And I said, I'm not going to be on that silly thing, whatever it is you call it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and because he didn't sell it to me the right way, that was part of it. But the cool thing is the reason I started getting serious and dug into it and found it as a database was only because he hit me with this. I'm not going to bother you about LinkedIn anymore. I 
can see that that frustrates you. I said, it does, Todd. You know, we're friends. Let's talk about our daughters. Let's talk about right. baseball. Let's talk about fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he said, okay, we won't talk about LinkedIn anymore, but I'm going to leave you with this parting thought. You're an old curmudgeon. Okay. <laughs> and I go, what? what are you talking about? You're older than me, man. What you know? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with age, Wayne. You don't yeah. want to try anything new. I'm pretty sure that's why you're not doing this. Ooh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I get under your, uh, oh, yeah. my, get a little bit. The rest of that yeah. week, it was like, he's not right. And by three, four days in, I said, you know, he's probably right. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was that week that I, in the hotel room in Holland, Michigan. So I had a trip over to Hayworth that week when it was rattling around in my head. I'm in the hotel room between meetings at Hayworth and it's the winter. I mean, it's March, so it's gray and cold. Nothing to do in Holland, Michigan that time of year outside. So I'm in my hotel yeah. room. And I said, I'll try this crazy thing in the privacy of my hotel room because nobody's watching. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can. Nobody knows what I'm doing. Right. Right. I, I won't, that way I won't have to admit I tried it. Right. Exactly. But it was 15 minutes into that hotel room exploration that I said, oh my gosh, this is not Facebook, social media. This is this database. Right. And yeah. when I had the aha moment that I came back to Milwaukee and I started reading every book I could. And there were only three or four books at the time on it. And I became just passionate about understanding this crazy thing. And at the end of 90 days, catch this, from 90 days from when that hotel room stay was, we landed a furniture order because of LinkedIn. There wow. you go. Wow. And because we yep. could see who somebody knew, this first, second, third degree thing, right? And when, yes. when after that took place, I went to my partner. I said, this thing's for real. We're going to start using it in our organization. But then I said, the other thing I'm going to do is people are asking me to start speak at conferences and at chambers and rotary clubs because I've read a few books on LinkedIn. And I said, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to start doing it. And my partner said, yeah, go ahead, man. Get out of the office and talk to people. You got less right. beans to count around here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So right. that's how it was started. You just yeah, started doing local rotary groups. and That's right. And I catch yep. this, catch this ladies. I did 105 free events the first year I taught LinkedIn. Wow. 105. Wow. That year. is a lot. Wow. That, that is a lot. Yeah. yeah. So you really honed your skills though doing that. that that's imagine. exactly what and it was. tapped into yeah. a need as well. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the way I got over the hump from it being a passion and maybe a career was my wife, who was a court reporter before we had kids, said we should write a book. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. said, who's we? I said, I'm not a writer. And she said, I know you're not a writer. That's where I come in. That's the we yeah. part. Yeah. Yep, that's the we part. And then yeah. we spent the next year writing this book. And when the book came out, uh, our publisher was Greenleaf and they did a great job making a beautiful book. And the book took off. It that's jumped to the top. Of yep. And at the time mine came out, then there were maybe seven or eight books. But I stayed the number one book on Amazon. If you put your word LinkedIn and search books, I jumped above LinkedIn for dummies and I stayed above all the other books for a good year and a half. So wow. what do you think that is? What made your book different? And well, I, I kept speaking like crazy. Yep. You know, so so that your name was, was out there. Yeah. And then secondly, my publisher did a really good job of getting me into not only bookstores, but airports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so my book was in airports. And if you're a business person and you're on LinkedIn or somebody's bothering you to be on and you're walking through an airport and you go, eh, this is worth a two hour read. Figure this yeah. out. Right. Yeah. And, that, and I designed it. Catch this. I designed it because from Milwaukee, everything's a two hour flight. So I wrote <laughs> the book with two hours in mind. So when you would land in your destination, you close the book and say, I now understand LinkedIn. 
Should I use it and could it help me? Yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect amount of time, actually. Mm -hmm. So let's dive in because we really want to help our listeners with all of your great knowledge. So I was just going to start by the sections. And if you could just give us a few pointers about what's important in each section. So like the headline, what do you want to achieve with the headline? Or your 10 second bumper sticker. (laughs) Oh, you did read the book. (laughs) Not only did I read it, Wayne, I've been implementing it, but... And don't look at too closely at okay. my LinkedIn yet. Uh, oh, it's uh, in progress. It's, in pro- it's a work in progress. Yeah. Okay. But no, we yeah, definitely so have read your book. So the headline is, the, here's the deal on the headline. Headlines are important, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't revise your headline from the default headline, which is your current title and your current company, LinkedIn will put that in your headline and you go, well, LinkedIn put it there. I got nothing to do with it. That's not true. You've got a chance to grab the reader's attention like every other headline does and should. And if the reader's interested in that headline, you want them to read more. And so you got to write a headline with that intent. Number one, if your target audience hits your headline, will they want to click down and read the rest? But number two, because LinkedIn is a search engine for people, the search algorithm that decides which profiles are at the top of a list and which profiles are in the middle and which profiles are at the bottom, keywords have a lot to do with it. So the second strategy behind your headline is making sure that you have significant, critical, let's call them Googleable keywords in that headline as well as you explain what you do in your headline or how you help people. Right, right. So do you want your headline basically to be your brand or what you're trying to achieve for work versus your latest job? And it can be both. But the first statement is probably my preference. But remember this, your employer, Mm -hmm. they they don't have a stake in your profile, but they would like you to continue to be consistent about your brand and what you do at the company, right? Right, right. So there's a little juggling act between that sometimes. And that is a rub on LinkedIn. The rub is, it's my profile. Why would I want to do that? Talk about my employer. Well, that's what you're doing right now, right? right. And And your employer has access to your LinkedIn profile. (laughs) Right. But what about people that are looking for work? work in. Do they want to put in that headline what the type of work they're trying to attract? Yeah. So a job seeker, an official job seeker, not one that's doing it sort of on the side. Under the radar. Official job (laughs) seeker should be filling up their headline with job titles and some of the skill sets that fit into that job title or certifications or those kinds of things. Right. Still keeping in mind the storytelling component and the keywords. The whole profile, not just the headline, is driven by a few strategies. Number one, it's written for a target audience. Number mm-hmm. two, it's loaded with keywords in the right places so the search algorithm gives you favor. And number three, it's got great stories about you and possibly you and your company. Right. So yeah. stories sell or capture people's attention. They sure do. And if you think about it, most people think because it has a resume format to it, mm-hmm. that it's as simple as cutting and pasting all those accomplishment points from their resume into their profile. And that's an okay starting point, but that's very like fact-based, you know, and it doesn't have the word yeah. I, doesn't sound friendly, it doesn't sound engaging. So you, right. you do right. have to take it to the next level and make it almost a conversational piece. A You're still personal. using some of the data, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it's sense. It's interesting. We interviewed a senior vice president of marketing. He's been in the business for a long time. And he said that. Worked he, at a lot yeah, of Fortune 500. He, right. Yeah. Sure. And he goes right to the LinkedIn profile. He's hired hundreds of people. And that's the first thing he does is check out their LinkedIn. So, right. It better be a good LinkedIn profile if you're <laughs> yeah. looking for a job, right? That's right. So when you were talking about using the word I and making it personal, you're talking about using that in the about section, correct? 
Yeah, so the way you should look at about, it used to be called summary. I would look at the about section as more of the longer term story of you. You know, the first paragraph can maybe talk about your current position in, in sort of sh- a short version of what's down below in the job experience. But then you should have other paragraphs about some of your other passions or interests or, you know, because I think that's where you bring a, not Facebook, you know, so I don't want people in that section. I tell no. people, don't go all Facebook, but we it's sure would like to know. Slope, yeah, yeah. That's right. We sure would like to know that I had a guy the other day who had three things. He was an attorney on the side. He had a consulting business that helped executives do speeches. And then he was a, a, a percussionist. And mm-hmm. I said, well, your profile has got all three things and it can and should. But what do you really like to do? And he says, oh, I love the drumming, but I don't think there's a lot of money in that. But I still do gigs on weekends. The counseling thing with executives uh, speaking thing, I really, if that could be full time and make enough money, I'd love that. And my attorney job is what I've done for a long time and it pays the bills. And I said, so what we need to do with your profile is move the profile so that it's mostly those other two things in the order you just told me, not eliminating the attorney thing because it's still where you're at and your employer would want to see that it's on there. But mm-hmm. let's make sure that moving forward, the people who visit your profile realize that you're very passionate about those other two things and that you could help them. And then maybe three, four years from now, you wake up and go, oh my goodness, Wayne, it happened. Right. Right. I'm doing that now. (laughs) Or I'm doing more of that now. That's right. right. Yeah. That's a wonderful gift. And in the about section, Wayne, that is searchable, right? Those keywords. Yeah. So the whole profile is searchable, but I'll tell you this. The search algorithm likes these three spots better and gives it extra weighting. Headline, your job titles, and the skill section. Oh, interesting. Wow. And, and not because LinkedIn told us that, because it's magic, <laughs> but because doing profile consults, seven or eight of these a week for many years, I, I can see people move up in searches the quickest by putting words in those spots. Fantastic yeah. to know. That's huge. And in the about section, they just give you a limited amount of characters and then you have to click on to see more, correct? So that's correct. How do you recommend handling that? It should yeah. I am so down on the Seymours. There, so <laughs> yes. there are so many Seymours in the new format where mm-hmm. everything used to be open and people would scroll, 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 scroll. And they, and now it, it requires a Seymour. And most of us are too lazy and we skip past the Seymours unless we right. really like what we saw above the Seymours. Right. So, so what you got to do on your about, your about has got to hit them hard on the first three lines before the Seymour. But then catch this. Here's a bonus. Add two pieces of media to the about they are right there underneath those three lines. So that can be your website. That could be some videos. That could be PowerPoint. That could be uh, your resume. And those show up. They're not buried in the Seymour. I just mm. have to say, I just did that. Awesome. <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah. And you're right. It didn't get buried in the right. Seymour. I was like, whoa, it's right there up front. So that was great. You can put more than two. But the reason I like two, if you noticed... At two, you can put a little description next to it. The minute you put a third or fourth or fifth in there, it squishes them so you lose Ah. the description of what the thing is. Interesting. So my suggestion is use two pieces of media in your about, and those should be more about the arc of your life and career. And then I recommend two pieces of media in your current job entries as well. Okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Start writing this stuff down. (laughs) (laughs) You are just a wealth of knowledge, Wayne. 
going amazing. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, I just want to remind our listeners that they can go to your website or go to your LinkedIn and get a hold of you. And you offer speaking engagements and classes and, and you have a book. So if you really want all the details, you need to grab his right. book. You can just tell by hearing your voice how awesome you would be at it. So well, yeah, these public kind. speaking events. Yeah, no, For sure. absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, because the name of your book, The LinkedIn Power Formula, can you tell our listeners what the power formula is? Sure. So the power formula is we all have lots of unique relationships. That's component number one of the formula. The second component is we all have unique experiences to tell the world. Those two things together equal the power. Now, I came up with the power formula for LinkedIn success. Catch this. One day I did an event in the morning for a group of business owners. So people Mm -hmm. sort of more my age. And then that evening I drove to UW-Whitewater, which is where I went to college about an hour away for a student event. Mm-hmm. So on the way home with my one hour drive at 830 at night, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I taught differently today between mm-hmm. those two. What did I do different between the business owners and the students, even though I was still teaching LinkedIn? And here's what I came up with. Catch this. So the students don't have very big networks yet. And the students don't think they have a lot of stories to tell, but I take exception to that. Mm-hmm, but right. they will spend the time understanding the tool of LinkedIn to put those two things and get them moving. And then the tool doesn't scare them. In in that morning, those executives had tons of people in their network, right. LinkedIn or not, right? And right. probably not LinkedIn, but in the regular world. And then they have great stories to tell, but they're fearful of the tool. Hmm, sure. So the three yeah. components, the relationship, the experience, and the tool equal success. I don't sell many books at colleges because let's face it, you know, they're on a budget. Right. <laughs> so yeah. they're looking yeah. for free videos and stuff. And right. so, but the executive needs to get over the hurdle of new tool. I don't understand right. it. It's different space, but they don't have the first two things where the students have to struggle because they don't have the first two components, but they can understand the tool pretty easily. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I think it, it was interesting because, and, and I go to business executives these days, I said, now listen, for a little while we got an advantage, but those students are going to start building their relationship <laughs> and they're going to kick our butts. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They're going to catch yeah, up fast. They are. Mm-hmm. And speaking of students, I just want to kind of touch back to what you were just referring to about you take issue with the fact that they don't have accomplishments or stories they can share. What would you suggest to students like how they can promote their skill set if they're feeling like they don't have any? Yeah, I got a great story to tell on that. I think it was the second or third college that I spoke at. I could just see that when I was talking about the stories, the story part of your profile, I could see their eyes glazing over, right? Right. Yeah. Like, what so am I, I putting I there? Stopped, yeah. I, yeah. And I stopped and I asked one of the students, I said, maybe I'm wrong, but you look like you sort of are lost. And and they said, well, you know what? Because I'm sitting here at 21 years old and I'm going, I don't have any stories. Right. Yeah. And I said, hold the phone. <laughs> stories are written for an audience. Mm-hmm. Who's your audience as a 21, 22 year old? Well, my next internship or my full-time job. That's right. Who is your competition and who do your stories have to be better. You're looking at me right now and I'm in my 50s and you go, man, that guy's got a lot of stories. How can I compete with that? Well, you don't have to. Right. I'm not looking for an entry level position in accounting. Right. (laughs) I I said, everybody turn around and look at their neighbor. And I had him do that. And I said, That's your competition. Your story's got to be better than theirs. And chances are they're going to be stories that are from your college. And maybe you dip back into even high school. Right. Right. You know, I have no problem with dipping back into high school for a college student because that's where the stories lie. Not that long ago, you know. (laughs) And and it's all, it's what you got, right? Right. So things like if you were an Eagle Scout. I bring that up to college kids and they go, Eagle Scout, are you kidding me? That was back. I said, but here's the deal. 
I know business owners that search for that on profiles because they know those are young people or just anybody who worked really hard to do something most of us Boy Scouts did not do. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Or like captain of a team. If you were captain of a high school team that let's say went to state, that's got to be on your profile because there's only one captain and only one team goes to state. Right. Yeah. Or even those somehow menial summer jobs. There's so many skills kids acquire from these. Oh, let me tell you a story about my daughter in that very space you're talking of. So she works at this country club, three summer jobs for college, three years in a row, right? Three straight summers. She gets promoted both summers, gets a little dinky raise, but gets promoted nonetheless. She didn't want to put that on her profile Mm. because, hey, Wayne, it's It's just a summer job. Yeah, it's a country club. It's working yeah, out right. at the pool bar. And I said, here, Jenna, here's the deal. If you don't have a summer job, then people get freaked out you didn't work. Right. right. But number two, if you tell that story right about the promotions and the management and the scheduling of the employees and the taking over customer service, all those things, if you tell that story in a way that it resonates with the people you're going to want to hire you after college, great. Situation. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, it, so it's framing. It's always framing, right? Right. It's framing for your audience. And, and even like a McDonald's thing. I hear people, they don't even want to put McDonald's on their profile. I said, you need McDonald's on that profile. Why? Because you know what? You were there for two and a half years. You became a shift manager. And number two, you didn't get paid much to put up with a lot of hard work and customer service issues in most right. employers love that. Yeah. 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 You stuck with it for two summers and most people wouldn't. Yeah. Right. I think of Bobby's son working a sandwich shop. She walked in this summer and he was in there alone managing a crazy crowd and handling it yeah. on his own. And I thought that's great skill development right there as an 18 year old, you know, yeah. managing. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot like, of pressure. You know, every, Orders yeah, have to be out to on time. It. They have to be out yeah. accurately, you know, and that sort of thing. And I just think those are skills kids overlook, but employers value those. Yeah. And think about this. If And I told my daughter this exact recommendation I'm, I'm telling you with your son. If you go to your employer then, and say, do me a favor, will you? Could you just write me a three-sentence recommendation on LinkedIn talking about that very situation? Yeah, oh, you're right. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Yep. It that's is a, powerful. That's a great tip as well. Right. So overall, I mean, here we are talking about college students. How important is it for a college student, because most aren't thinking about having a LinkedIn profile at that age, how important is it to get it started in college and why? Well, it's interesting you say get started in college because about four years ago, LinkedIn opened up to high school kids. Oh, okay. They went from 18 to 14. Didn't know that. Yeah. Now, do I think that a freshman in high school is ready for LinkedIn? No. Mm-hmm. Right. But do I think that a senior in high school yeah. with the right career coach or business teacher or whatever, having me come into a, a high school senior class, which I've done before, that will launch them into their college so much better if they understand this tool because they're going to have it from day one of college, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. So the important thing for college students to realize is that employers are using this thing to find them. Yeah. And that's no the profile, biggest thing, right? And, that's right. And that's no what profile our, means you have no presence. And that's what our Correct. listeners need to know. Too. And actually, if you don't mind, can we touch on that? How recruiters do find people on LinkedIn? Sure. All they'll do is they'll use the lovely search filters we have, mm-hmm. like degree, school, keywords. Like, for example, let's say you're marketing, you're graduating marketing. So, marketing is a good keyword, but even better than marketing are tighter keywords like social media or even Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if you've had classes that teach you all that, or digital marketing or email marketing, so by putting those words on your profile, then and the HR people or the recruiters and headhunters, they use those terms to bring up a list of people 
and they can also sort by age. And there's there's one way we can sort by age, even on free LinkedIn, but they can sort by who's graduating this year with the skills that I want that come up from their profile and, and my keyword search and up comes this list, right? Uh, yeah. So if you don't think that through and put those words on your profile, you could be the greatest digital marketing student and won, and won the award at AMA because you went to the national thing or whatever. But if you didn't <laughs> think it through, then you didn't have the right words. And just to give your audience the key to this right word thing, the keywords that they any of us need to put on our profile if we're in job seeking mode is not magical all the keywords are in the job posting. Right. And there are programs out there that will scan your LinkedIn and compare it to the job posting to make yeah, sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. But also there is a setting on LinkedIn that you can let recruiters know you're open to. Could you talk about that a little, the setting? Sure. Oh, sure. that you're looking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. So in the jobs tab, which is the little briefcase on the top, at least that's currently what it looks like. Click that. The next page is the jobs homepage. Up and near the top will be something like it says set career interests. Mm-hmm. When you open up that, it's a one pager with the very first question being on or off let recruiters know that I'm open. And then there'll be a series of questions below saying, what are the titles you're looking for? What city would you like to work in? Those kinds of things too. That's a critical page because the recruiters can use all of those answers to search and filter lists of people. Right. So people that are looking for jobs, if you're not using this, that's crazy. It's a valuable asset. But also now your current employer doesn't see that, right? That's correct. Yeah. And that's big. That's that important. Big. And that's big, and- but, but you do have to recognize that if your current employer might hire an outside recruiter. Right. They may, they, yeah. they, they may yeah. see it, right? So right. You, you have to be you have to be prepared that if you're going to do that, at least that button switch over thing, that you could be asking for a little meeting in HR. <laughs> okay. Well, sometimes that's not the end of the world because right. if they want to keep right. you. They, they you know, right. and I think there are different settings that you're actively looking or just are yep. open to offers. Yeah. So maybe if you are concerned about an employer, you might select that. Yeah, right. and, and you, you know, either way. If your employer does bring in, you're right, what it could do is force a conversation. It's different than 20 years ago that if somebody found out you answered a job ad, you were almost gone. Right. Because people stayed at companies for many years right. and yeah, right. and they, the loyalty thing. So I like the tip from your book, especially this would work for college kids, but really for anyone, that you should put your location on LinkedIn where you actually want to be working. Oh, that's a good yeah. tip. Yeah. Uh, you get one location choice, right? Yeah. Now, if you have multiple cities that you're interested in, then what I would do is you, you pick the one you'd like the best as your location below your picture. But then in your about section, in the three lines that I think that people see, I would add something like this. I'm going to be graduating in December of 2019 and looking to secure a full-time position in the digital marketing space in either Chicago, Milwaukee, or Indianapolis. Right, right. And that's perfect. Yeah. That's and that could be your headline. That, that last could be statement. your headline. Yeah. That could be your headline because your headline basically should be the most important business objective or strategy that you're moving forward with. And sure enough, that's what it is. Right? Another great tip. Yeah. And then there's the picture, right? How important your profile picture is to having people actually look at your profile, right? Because I do see there are some that don't bother putting a picture up. Well, if you don't have a picture, LinkedIn says your profile will be viewed 23 times less often than somebody who does. Wow. That's huge. So pretty silly not to have a picture. But then here's the thing. Here's the thing with college kids. Many of them will almost play Facebook with that picture because there's not many pictures. Right. And a lot of times there'll be shoulders of boyfriends and girlfriends. 
Oh boy. Bad answer. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. And then at the other end of that spectrum, when people get older and up in age, you know, they're like, oh, if I put my picture, they're going to know how old I am. Right. (laughs) But they're going to find out anyway, right? Eventually. So what what you just said, they're going to find out anyway, is how I answer that question or concern anytime I'm in a room and it's usually baby boomers. I'll say, listen, you're going to only fool them until you walk in for the interview. So if they're <laughs> if they're that kind of people, right? right yeah. If they have that issue, flush it out early. Nobody wastes time going back and forth. And when you walk in the door, you say, "Oh my gosh, you're 50." Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. I honestly think 50 year olds bring so much to the table and 60 because oftentimes, oftentimes they're not as bogged down with raising kids and activities, and they're reached such a peak in their career where they have so much to offer. I mean, I think one of the ways that you help, and I agree with that entirely. One of the ways you help your audience understand that you are still relevant and in the game at let's say 60 is if you make sure you got a super robust profile as a six-year-old nobody expects that yeah and then they go you know what yeah this energy looks good look at they're on a tool like linkedin look how good yeah they show that they're current and they're keeping up but not a lot of yeah yeah <laughs> So Mm -hmm. I wanted to get into a few more of the great features on LinkedIn. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Like, how would you use LinkedIn to network? Like, say you're applying for a job. What would you do? Yeah, let me give you a a story that will lay out one of the best features. So, and and it's actually a story with my daughter. And it was funny because she didn't really tell me till the end of it. But what happened was she was going to school in Boston Mm -hmm. at Gordon College. She wanted a job in fashion. But she was an economics major, but she always liked fashion and stores, you know, American Apparel and all those kinds of things, Urban Outfitters. So she kept an eye on those kinds of jobs. She found a job at Chico's in the digital marketing space. So get this. I don't know anything's going on, what she's doing over there in Boston until she calls me from the airport in Fort Myers. And she said, and this was like April, right? So she's going to graduate in May. And I said, hi, dad, this is Jenna. Hi, how, what are you doing, honey? She says, I'm in, I'm in Fort Myers. I said, Fort Myers, you're in school. You're not, it's not, you had your spring break. And she said, no, right. I was April. here for, I was here for an interview with Chico's Uh-oh. and I said, wait, an really? interview yeah. with Chico's. How could I not know about that? She said, well, I wanted to keep it a secret. Mom knows. I said, oh, sure. Tell. <laughs> tell mom, right? She said, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell you because I want it to all come true before I told you. I said, what's that come true? She said, catch this dad. This job was posted a month ago. I answered it. But what I did, you taught me what to do on LinkedIn. I went on to LinkedIn. I looked for the marketing people at Chico's in Fort Myers. I found the VP of marketing. I looked at her profile. She happened to also go to a Boston, another Boston school. Mm-hmm. So what I did, Dad, catch this. After I applied, I put together a FedEx directly to her. In my cover letter, I made the tie-in between we both went to schools in Boston. I've liked fashion my whole life, blah, blah, blah. So with my resume, my LinkedIn profile, my letters of recommendation in this cover letter, I spent 20 bucks and I didn't even ask you for the 20 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty impressive. And she said, you know what happened? Everybody's going to open a FedEx, right? Right. At what level you are in a company? She opens that FedEx. She calls up HR and she was one person removed from being my boss, right? She was, you know. Right. Right. She's up there. I want this young lady 
brought down here for an interview right away. Wow, that's wow. Awesome. What was in the FedEx? It was the letter, or did she put something yeah. else in the FedEx? The cover letter, her resume, letters of recommendation, and her LinkedIn profile. There you go. And so I'm just sitting there. I said, Dad, I'm just like I'm ready to tear up. You know? Yeah, so proud. And, yeah, and, <laughs> that your yeah. strategies. Yeah, and yeah. your strategies work. But but that's so we what, could have never done that before LinkedIn. Right, yeah. but then there you go with the education. Like how important it is to put not just one school, but any school you went to, right? Because yep. that's a connection. Right. Yeah. And again, the interview we had in the past on a podcast, high level manager, when he's approached by somebody from a university that he went to, he automatically reads their email or takes their call because they have that connection. So whenever you have a similar history, I think- uh, Use it. Use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's one feature that definitely stands out is the ability to do these searches and, and then do something when you find the people. But catch this one. This one's going to be great for your audience. Okay. When I talk at colleges, I'll, I'll say to the students, I'll say, everybody pull out their list of the companies they want to work for. Well, guess what? Just a few people pull out a piece of paper, right? Right. And I say, the rest of you, hopefully it's on your computer, but I'll bet you there's a bunch of you have never done this before. Have a real list. I said, yeah. you need a list. You got to have a vision of where you want to go. And I said, LinkedIn can help you put that list together. I said, I'm going to show you how. And so what I'll show them what to do then is type the name of their college in the search box. When this college comes up on the drop down menu, you click it, you land on the university page, you click the alumni tab, which currently is on the left. Mm -hmm. Then that brings you to a page with all the alums waiting to be filtered. Wow. Then you, yeah. the first question they say is, where do they live? So I want you to put in the city you want to move to. Click. Now it brings just the alums in that city. Wow. Then the next thing you do is you slide two more columns over to what they do. What do you do? Click. Click that one. Let's say you're an HR person. HR. Then what comes up on that list is in order in the middle column, the companies that have HR people in the city that you want to work that happen to have gone to the same school you did. Amazing. Oh, awesome. Amazing. That's that amazing is an, unbelievable, yeah. right? Another, that is unbelievable. Another amazing, I mean, what a great networking strategy. That's an amazing tip. Yeah, I'm passing that one on to my son immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wayne, I want to ask you about the work grid, the little nine squares that look like a waffle. What can you tell us about that? What's in work is sort of like, I don't know, I like to call them the leftover things that LinkedIn didn't know what to do with that they're involved in. Yeah. Yep. So, the, the part that I think most people will relate to is LinkedIn learning is one of the squares. Right. And when you're on premium LinkedIn, that's the old Linda, you can use LinkedIn learning for free. And it's really good. There's classes on everything. So that's how you get to LinkedIn learning. I understand that if you have certain skills, especially in programming and things like that, like C plus language or whatever they call these things, that you can take quizzes within LinkedIn and they will instantly certify that you have passed that course. A skill quiz, that you, yeah. That you have that skill. Yeah, and then that skill will show up on your profile as a certification you got. Right, yep. yeah. So that's a, Pretty cool. that's a good tip for anybody. Yeah, other things in there, that's how you can get to your, one of the ways you can get to your groups. Groups is one of those. And there's a section in there for salaries and, but salaries is a premium thing. So what it is, it's sort of extra stuff that linked slide shares in there, okay. you know, because mm -hmm. LinkedIn owns slide share. So it's sort of LinkedIn related kinds of things that they want you to be able to get to just sort of a menu. Right. And the other thing I really wanted to ask you about, and I think this is a pretty cool new feature, is a lot of people are saying that LinkedIn's going to replace the business card. Can you talk a little bit about that with a QR code and how you can get that? Yeah, if you're on your phone 
when you're in a networking event, you can either pull up your QR code and the other person can just put their phone in there and all of a sudden it'll link into your LinkedIn profile. Or you can sell that QR code through a message and the same thing will happen the minute people pull up the QR code, up comes your profile. That could end up being a replacement for the business card. You know, I think that, I think the fact that we're now virtually networking, we need cards a lot less already. Right, right. Um, But the other feature that's sort of in that same space is, have you ever heard of this feature called Find Nearby? Yeah, I have heard about that. It's pretty cool. So Find Nearby is designed for conventions and conferences and networking events. You go to your phone and you click the two little heads at the bottom and then the middle of the next page is a button that says Find Nearby. Whoever plays the, let's call it the Find Nearby, game at that networking event will appear all listed and you can send invitations right from that page of the people in the room ah, that want to do it. Wow. Yeah. Pretty oh, cool. That's cool. That is cool. And it's Bluetooth. It's generated by Bluetooth, not GPS. So it only goes as far as a room, you know? Right. So like if you're going to a big conference, you could turn it on and it would help you find other yeah. people. in yeah. Exactly. And, and many conferences are starting to recommend that. Yeah. That's a great tool. And the other thing that reminds me of is kind of like groups. If you're in a group, right, you can reach out to anybody else in that group. You don't have to be linked in with them. That's right. You can direct message them. Yep. You can do that. Yeah. And I think that's a good reason to be in groups. Yeah. There's not groups are a a little bit weird right now in that postings in the interactions within the group are not happening like they used to because of a lot of changes and strategies, but still the strategy of being in groups is still a good one because of the messaging feature you mentioned, but also the search algorithm likes when you're in there with other people that might search for you. And one other benefit is if a person is four degrees away from you, you can't see their profile unless you're on the recruiter, unless you're in a group with them. So you become more visible and they become more visible if you're in a group together, even though you're more than three degrees away, which is normally means you can't see their profile. Oh, interesting. Right. That's, so that's a, another good What reason. is three degrees, Wayne? You know, first degree are the people you have either invited to your network or they've invited you and you've said yes. Right. Second degree is a friend of your connections. Mm-hmm. And then third degree is a friend of a friend of a friend. Okay, I get yes. that. And right. I just want to circle back quickly just for listeners that are wondering where this QR code, if you go on your phone and in the search bar, there's a little grid. And if you click on that, that's where you can get your QR code. And I think yeah. you can use the camera feature to take pictures of each other's QR codes and that sort of thing. I just wanted to pass that along for people wondering. And that's also where you can click on the find nearby. Right. One thing we'd like to do right at the end, Wayne, if, if you have a few minutes, is do we do sure. a rapid fire questions just for fun? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, here we go. So what are three words you would use to describe yourself? Uh, passionate, helpful, and fun. There you awesome. go. I would agree with that. And I've only known you, yeah, quote right. unquote, known for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you weren't doing what you're doing as a LinkedIn professional, as a marketing coach, what would you be doing? I'd be a college professor. Wow. What would you teach? I would teach probably these days entrepreneurship or digital marketing. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I have a feeling you'd be an excellent college professor I, I as well. A, I think so. you would. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So maybe, I maybe still the, might do that yet this time. Hey, life yeah. is still young. That's right. As far as I'm concerned. Exactly. <laughs> okay. If you could sit down and chat with anyone dead or alive, 
who would it be? I would like to actually talk to Jeff Weiner, the CEO of LinkedIn. Oh, ah. we're putting it out that there, Jeff. Great. We'll tap. I think he should. <laughs> I think go. it's about time yeah. you do get to I speak think, to Jeff. I, I think we'll tag. I think we'll tag Jeff in this podcast and get a little. Get a, if you get that done, ladies, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we're gonna try. We'll do we're our best. Try. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you could live in another time, when would that be? I like the current space. I love. There I love you the go. Space. And that's a fair I mean, answer. That you yeah. wouldn't change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now they get easier. No, I might be loop. younger, by the way. I might yeah. be younger. <laughs> <laughs> Same time, 30 yeah, years younger. Yeah, what what yeah. the heck? That's fair. That's fair enough. Okay. Favorite movie or TV show you're currently watching? Or all time. Either way. TV show. Well, I really did like, we just got done with the second season of Killing Eve and it just loved it. Oh, <laughs> I, I've watched Killing Eve too. I only saw the first season, but I, that's on my, yeah. Great that, bad guy. She, the, the lady is a great bad guy. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> not, not, you know, not Sandra Oh, but the bad person. No, oh Sandra guy. Oh is, supposed, is you know, she, yeah, the, the good bad, guy, the, supposedly. The, the yeah. bad lady in that thing has got so many layers. It's so oh, interesting. It's freaky. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> it's freaky. It's freaky is right. Um, country or rock? Rock, for sure. There you go. Dog or cat? Neither. Fish. <laughs> Fish. <laughs> That's a good answer. Oh hey, no hair around your house. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, paper book or ebook? Paper. Mm-hmm. A lot love of people say paper yeah. in yeah, all ages. Yeah, we not haven't just, had it. Not just us old people. Yeah. Not just <laughs> but I've heard every age. Um iPhone or Droid? iPhone. There you go. And then last one, first thing you do when you wake up. I start the morning. I start the morning asking God who he wants me to meet and make an impact with today, every day. Nice. Every day. There you go. And hope that you can use your gifts well and wisely. Yeah, I can relate to that. Well, listen, Wayne, it's been wonderful having you on. You've just been a wealth of knowledge. And thank you for sharing all your amazing LinkedIn tips. And we're going to encourage our listeners to head on over to Amazon and buy your book and to check out your website, Power Formula. And all of those links will be in the show notes. But thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. Thanks, lady. It was a poot. (laughs) And Wayne, I just want to say thank you personally because my LinkedIn profile is much better today than it was just a few days ago. But please, a work in progress, people, so don't scrutinize. Don't don't judge. Don't judge. (laughs) Don't judge. All right. Have a great day, Wayne. Take care. Oh my goodness, Wayne was amazing. He is just a wealth of knowledge with all things pertaining to LinkedIn. And I'm so excited that we were able to have him on the podcast today. I know, I think we could have spoken for like another two hours easily. He has so much information to share. For sure, it seemed like it was cut off too soon. But oh, we hope you all enjoyed that podcast. And if you did, we'd really appreciate it if you headed on over to iTunes and gave us a good rating or review or subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, we definitely would appreciate that. Every time you guys subscribe, it helps other people to find our podcast and spread the word about searching for colleges and careers. Absolutely. And also for anybody interested in purchasing Wayne's book or his services, head on over to thepowerformula.net. And also you can purchase his book, The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success, Kickstart Your Business, Brand and Job Search, which is now in its fourth edition. But all of those links will be in the show notes. Also, 
also Wayne is an excellent speaker as you've just heard in the podcast and if your company is looking to improve their LinkedIn profile and figure out how it can help your company be more successful you'll definitely want to reach out to Wayne absolutely well thanks so much Wayne for coming on the podcast and have a great day everyone yeah have a great day 